0: is faith revisited
1: welcome to the podcast
0: on faith revisited we'll talk about our own church as we're constantly trying to adapt to an ever-changing world as a downtown historic church we'll talk about united methodist matters as our denomination faces an exciting and uncertain future
1: Hello, everyone. Welcome to this week's episode of Faith Revisited with Ben and Molly. We are so excited this week to talk about one of our favorite shared topics throughout the time we've been doing this and the time that we've been friends, but goal setting and goal planning. We are a new year. Welcome to 2022.
0: Uh, It is 2022. I mean, it's amazing. Uh, Since we've basically been living in a pandemic for almost two years, it's Mm -hmm. like, oh, yeah, a couple of years have gone by. Here we are 2022. Yeah, it's time to like get up off your booty and, you know,
1: let's start relearning how to be humans again because we don't have excuses anymore. This is the new normal. It is what life is going forward and you just have to carry on.
0: Absolutely. You know, I'm mostly excited this year, Molly, from a church standpoint because, you know, for most of us, we made plans in 2020 and we had all these grand visions and then mm-hmm. it all just came crashing down in mid-March. And then for the most part, 2021 was a year to just hold it all together. Yep. W- which frustrates me because you know me, if, yes. if we're not moving forward, we're moving backwards. Yeah. I, it just drives me bonkers mm-hmm. to, to, to you know. It's you like know, a big st- ball of scotch tape around 2021. Like just right. keep things mm-hmm. going. Yeah, just keep it together, keep it together. And, and finally now in 2022, You know, we have what seems to be less severe variants out there of COVID, which, you know, means we need to be careful, but we can move around in the world and function and do. Uh, We have masks, we have vaccines, we have boosters, we have all the things that we need that even if we have to pivot slightly, you know, based on numbers going up or down, we can project and plan for the year. Yep. You know, like I feel very confident. I'm so excited about that. I feel very confident that we can look ahead into the new year and say, here are a few things we're going to really focus on as a church.
1: Yeah. And let's talk about those, but I think it is important to hold this, your goals loosely, like you just mentioned, um, because now we have the experience of having feet in both worlds in a 2020 world where things were super locked down and at 2021, and now moving forward into 2022, where things are Constantly changing, but we're more living in the world. I feel like we can now make this hybrid of both, and you have the tools from both years to now go forward.
0: So, yeah, one big thing that that I would give advice to churches is that you need to set goals for this year as a church, even if they're incremental goals. Mm -hmm. Move forward. It's time to move forward. Now, how do you move forward? That's the part you hold loosely. You know, my ideal was to have like a leadership retreat, like the middle of January in person, because we've missed so much in person activity. Well, mm-hmm. now the Omicron variant's kind of sweeping through Savannah. So, what I'm looking at doing instead is hopefully first or second week in February or the very end of January, having this leadership planning retreat and then sort of say, and I hope it'll be in person, but it might need to be on Zoom. And that's okay. Mm-hmm. You know, like we we can just be OK with that. But I'm not going to squander the opportunity to make sure we begin the year with at least some plans in place to, to begin to move forward as a church in, into the new normal, as we're calling it.
1: Yep. I agree. Um, what other things do churches need to be looking at for goal setting or examples that Trinity that you have for
0: Trinity? Well, I, I touched on one sort of indirectly there but I'll tell you one of my big goals for this year and and listeners of this podcast know from multiple episodes how much we're into live stream and digital mm-hmm. and really pushing all of that it, I'm not doing away with any of that but I'm going to really focus 2022 on a year of how do we create space to be present physically with each other yeah now of course that has to be held loosely you know we you know there're going to be some things that'll happen um but I just think focusing on gathering spaces and time to gather, we have forgotten what, how to be physically together as as a family, uh, a church family. Yeah, I would And agree. many churches have, you know, like it's, it's hard. We come to worship, but then we leave, like all the extra stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, so this year, um, one big one that we're looking at doing, and I'm very close to finalizing details, but dates will sort of will need to be in flux, is we are going to go back to one of our 2020 goals, and that is to launch a Wednesday night supper. Yay. Now for a lot of churches, that's kind of an archaic thing. Like, well, we've been doing Wednesday night service forever. I would be willing to bet for most churches, though, that's either a dying practice or one that is so mundane that you almost wish it would go away. Yeah. <laughs> I'm thrilled that there was enough energy to say, you know, let's create one, let's gather on Wednesday nights, let's eat dinner together, and then go to mm-hmm. choir and go to meetings and go to all these other things. And I'm very excited because that's a midweek gathering point that our parking is taken care of. And we have wonderful neighbors next door, Joe's at the Jepson, who have agreed to cater for us weekly. We've got to fine tune some details on how all that looks. But um, yeah, I'm just thrilled that on Wednesdays, you know, we can be together, you know, that people yeah. want to be together. So I'll start probably with just a dinner. And then if people want to like stay for a Bible study or discussion, whatever. So I mean, we can do all that. But mostly to create something that people during the week can just every every week come in together and just mm-hmm. be together and enjoy. I love that. Yeah, that's, yeah that's, that's one of my bigger ones for this year is just to create that gathering space. I still want to look at our parlor. You and I talked about this probably a couple of years ago mm-hmm. of really enhancing that space. So you know, high top tables and, you know, bar stools, maybe, or things like that to really enhance the coffee and donut time to yeah. give people the space to gather yeah, um, and to be together. Those are a couple of initial ones on the whole idea of gathering that are real big for me.
1: Mm-hmm. What are some things that you have planned or goals around like discipleship and growing in faith?
0: so you know really focusing on small groups but but really being intentional one of the things I got out of our ministry council meeting a few months ago was that we need to in order to have more small groups you need more small group leaders yeah and in order to have more small group leaders we really need to invest in people and encourage them to lead I have actually had a couple of people since New Year's, when I did the New Year's uh, sermon about how God could be calling you to do something different, I actually had people reach out and say, hey, I think I want to lead a small group. There you go. It's like a recruitment sermon. (laughs) It it, very much was. And so really looking at small groups, growing those short-term small groups, ongoing small groups, um, you know, really, really trying to, to grow that small group ministry. I still think, and this is an old adage, I forget who, you know, made it up, but churches more often than not grow big by growing small. Mm -hmm. And so really, and again, that kind of touches on that being together. And so whether it's being together on zoom or in person, um, you know, supper clubs, I mean, it can be any number of ways that we just gather people together to enjoy relationship and to grow in their faith.
1: Yeah. And then someone can find a place where they feel connected and plugged in. And that is how, You
0: grow in your faith. Yeah, and another one that I'm looking at this year is I've been developing for a while and just need to kind of finalize it, a leadership development course. And that's more than just small group leadership. That's church leadership. That's how you can be a leader, period. Mm -hmm. Um, You know, so this is one that I've got materials, I got to organize them, but really giving a tactile way that if someone says, I feel called to lead in the church, you say, well, how do I do that? Here's a path toward leadership, how to grow as a leader, how to find sort of your niche, um, you know, all that kind of stuff. So that may be something that, that I'll work on. I've got to finish my doctor of ministry project this spring, but that may be something I look at launching, um, by the fall. Mm -hmm. And mostly mostly because, uh, young tack will be a few months old by then. and I might be able to recruit you to help me. (laughs) So
1: that's totally fine. Yes. I'll be ready. Well, so that kind of takes care of some goals for around connections. It takes care of some goals around discipleship. Um, what other kind of categories do you have goals around? Do you have, I know one thing that was thwarted in 2020 was, um, the physical space, our building, you were, yeah.
0: we were going to do a capital campaign. Um, yeah, I, we're, so what I'm looking at doing, there's a couple of things, and this is going to get lost in the weeds a little bit for people who aren't, financial planning wonks in the church. (laughs) So I'm doing a couple of things and then this may all work together. I think we're going to wait on the capital campaign for 2023, just because I don't think we're going to be past COVID in 2022. And with all of that, if you've done a capital campaign before, you know that it has to take a couple of years. It has to involve extra commitment beyond what people normally give And quite often, successful financial campaigns in that extra commitment will come from financial resources beyond just your monthly income. In other words, people will pledge stocks and investments, Mm -hmm. while the market's a little little up and down for me right this second to to do that and then (laughs) potentially flop. So I I want COVID a little more out of the picture Mm -hmm. before we do a big campaign. Now, that's said. We're going to actually flip our fiscal year. This is a big goal. And this is a nerdy goal that no one would care about. But I, I hope it'll create a system that will make our church even more financially healthy. And that is we work off of a fiscal year of January to December, mm-hmm. which means we live and die by our Christmas giving, our end of the year. Uh, yeah. So what a lot of nonprofits have done, and I've done a lot of research around this, is they have switched to a July to June yeah. fiscal year which means you build into it the mid-year, which is Christmas in the end of the calendar year, you build that into like a mid-year bump, but then you have a few more months that you can kind of you know, smooth everything out before you do a new budget.
1: That's smart. That's what I've been with in companies and nonprofits I've worked for. I, yeah, they're all that mid-year.
0: Range. And most of them do that because you don't want to live and die by end of the calendar year. Correct. So it's stressful
1: for everyone.
0: Way to add to it. Yeah. Ab- absolutely. Everybody. And so one of the big things we'll be doing in a couple of weeks is begin to craft a budget for 2022, but that budget will only be a January through June. Nice. So we'll do a six month budget and then come back in the summer and look for a 12 month in that I'm going to do a, I'm a soft pedal of financial campaign, like a stewardship, normal mm-hmm. giving not a capital thing but a normal giving probably into this month beginning of february and just encourage people it's not going to be a big hit you over the head with a hammer mm-hmm. but just, just we've got a lot of new people over the last couple of years both yeah. online and in person who found us to give new people a chance to make a commitment and to give existing people a chance to say hey let me solidify my commitment or you know I could probably I could maybe grow in my commitment who knows so just being more formal, we, we've taken a couple of years off because of COVID from that, and and it would be good for the budget's sake to see how we've grown since yeah. the beginning of COVID, and then how we can continue to grow from there.
1: Mm-hmm. That's awesome. Do you have any other like categories for church goals that
0: you focus on? Well, we have building issues that we're going to have to deal with. <laughs> yeah, um, the actual ones that yeah, need there's to be gonna be taken a couple care. that we're going to be in the campaign, but they just can't wait any longer. Yeah. Um so we've got close to um 80 to $100,000 that we might be looking at. Um, so it may be less than that, but but yeah, we've got some just aging building historic space issues that we need to deal with. Um and that's part of preserving a historic building. Mm-hmm. It just happens. So um that's going to be a priority that that trustees and all will continue to work
1: yeah. on. Yeah. I have a question. Sure. When you're setting goals for the church now that you've been at Trinity for as, as many years as you have, do you set numerical, like I want to grow the membership by X amount, or are you focusing on small groups and leaders and connection and you know in your brain that, well, this will grow membership? Where do you, where do
0: you put your focus? Both. it it probably did it probably is different now than it was early on early on i set some pretty um measurable benchmarks that i wanted Mm -hmm. us to be hitting. now you know that's if you think of a a deep and wide okay so that was going wide we needed to go wide to to grow right the longer i'm here this is my sixth year we now have laid a foundation that we need to go deep you know or if you think about a foundation under the building now we need to go up right so that's that's where your systems, your financial stuff, your um discipleship systems, all those things kind of come under that category. Now that said, um, you know, I try to keep an average of 20, 20, a minimum of 20 new members per year. And we've mm-hmm. actually hit that for uh five years running. Um so even in even in the pandemic, we hit 20 new members over the last year. Mm-hmm. Uh so I try to keep that. Um I have said we were 130 to 150 in worship pre-COVID. And I even look back in some old journals that we hit we were hitting like 145 to 150 the couple of weeks wow. leading up to when we shut the church down.
1: Yeah. <laughs> Dang. Um
0: and so I'm convinced that we have grown as a church
1: okay.
0: during this time. And so my goal for this year is to average 150 plus, both in that's combined in person and online. Yeah. Um, for, for the year average. Okay. So yeah, That's there's awesome. some there's some measurables I have in there. I, I think probably the longer we're doing this, the more systems and deeper long-term things we're looking at doing because those are the things that'll keep this thing being a self-sustaining yeah. machine. You, if you remember March of 2020, and I think we've kind of reminisced, you know, a few of us about just how much we were clicking. Yeah. Like it was clicking, you know, February, March, 2020. I feel in many ways that's still there. It's just getting the machinery back up and running. Yeah. I can you know, see if you can use an industrial metaphor, like it's there. There are new people here. There's excitement here. There's all the stuff. We just we just gotta get machinery, you know, put yeah. back up and plugged back in and going in many ways. That's good.
1: So those are great goals as Trinity and that you have for Trinity. um, Is there something that church members, when they're doing goal planning, goal setting, um, regarding their faith, how to plug in? What are some suggestions that you have just for people that want to grow in their faith this year? I think it's important to kind of give just a few little like pointers of here are some things you can
0: Yeah, you know, I try to keep it fairly simple. Um, I I believe in the model. There's a book called Simple Church, and and I really believe in in a model of simple church that says really church comes down to just a couple of things: being being active in your faith, not just going to church, Mm -hmm. but it comes down to how you worship, how you study, how you pray, and how you serve. Mm -hmm. And one would also probably add maybe how you share your faith. And so just beginning in those areas, and it doesn't have to be convoluted. You You say. How can I be more regular in worship this year? For m- many of us, you know, it it, it COVID has kind of gotten us out of some habits and you know, we go a little, you know, it's just hard to get back into it. So how can you plug back into worship? Um how can you grow in your prayer life and I would even link that to my study life to how can I have a daily devotional life that's rich and most of all consistent and sustainable? A lot of yeah. people have big goals like I'm going to read the Bible in a year. Okay, well just just read like a few passages a day. Like yeah. it's, it's, it's okay. Hold it, like it in like, your hand every day. <laughs> yeah. yeah. It's like fitness goals. Like it's almost, you're not going to run a marathon when you haven't even run a 5k, like just mm-hmm. ease into it, but make it sustainable. Something you can do every day that you pray, mm-hmm. um, that you study, you know, I, I'm a big journaler, as you know, and you know, if you do nothing else in your journal, write five things you're grateful for every day and write five things you can pray about. Mm-hmm. Any given day, you could name five things in either of those categories. Um, find a service opportunity. Now, obviously, COVID is impacting some of that. Um, but, but you know, ways that you can serve. More and more nonprofits are are just saying, wear your mask and come on. We'll, we'll get yeah. the protocols. We'll we need take you. Yeah. yeah. Uh, we're looking at doing that. You know, we're going to try to launch some more service projects this year and just say, you wear a mask, fine, you know. Um, and then sharing your faith is probably one of the weirdest and hardest for most people. Mm-hmm. I like to tell people if you love your, first off, you love God and if you love your church, you would tell a good friend about this wonderful new restaurant that you found that they just need to go try. Mm-hmm. Why not tell them about a church that you love and offer to go with them? Yep. Or log on with them. Yep. I know it's, I know it's, restaurants and churches are different. You know, one's a little more sensitive than the other,
1: but. But if it just is a part of your natural conversation um, and just how you talk about what you enjoy in life, um, it doesn't have to be super crazy evangelical like, let me convert you right now.
0: Right. And I would say if you're recommending a restaurant, if you're really being honest with yourself, you're not doing it necessarily for the quality of food.
1: You want to do it because you want to share with that person and experience. have a similar experience.
0: You're wanting an experience together. And it's the same for church. I can go have good sushi anywhere. But you you think about Sushi Hana and Pooler and your favorite yep. waitress who gave you a, a, a onesie for, for your baby. Mm-hmm. And you could get good sushi probably as good four other places but it's well here's where the good analogy
1: has been is I shared my love of sushi hana with you and now the sushi hana in downtown near your is house place. is your favorite place to go and that's me sharing my experience it doesn't matter that my favorite waitress isn't at the downtown savannah location but you love that place just as much as I do what an
0: analogy yeah I mean most people you think about you know not every town in the Country has wonderful food. We're lucky that Correct. we have some of the food. But one of the things Katie and I have really, living downtown in Savannah, have talked about is there are four, like you could name, like, say, a few different cuisines, and you can name four or five restaurants that are all wonderful in that cuisine. Yep. So then you have to get to evaluating what kind of experience did I have there. Mm-hmm. And for most of us, you can say, Oh, I had this really good meal. But if you're going to tell your friends about it, it's because you had a great experience along with it. Yep. And so the same goes for church. It's not just that you're wanting to share, hey, you need to go find Jesus. It's that, hey, I had this really great experience and I would love to share it with you.
1: Dang, truth bombs laid down at the end of this podcast episode. Well, here's the thing. I, I know we wanted to talk about some personal goals and our mindset around that. I think I'm going to stop this podcast episode because that is such great content that we have. And then Ben and I are going to Restart another podcast episode right now to be released after talking about our personal goals and vision for this next year. Because if that's released two weeks from now, you know, when we're releasing this one, people are going to be into mid and late January and maybe feeling a little defeated already. Um, So I think that will be a great. New podcast episode. So, I'm going to close out this episode on church and faith goals for 2022, because I think we just overloaded you with a lot of, I mean, quality information, if I'm being honest. So, um, thank you so much for joining us today on Faith Revisited. And I hope you tune in in two weeks when we're going to release our personal goals and vision for 2022, um, because that will be
0: a great conversation as well. See you next time.